Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so how that you might enjoy a better life. have such a joyful outlook and hope for the future? Well, because, you know, we have the owner's manual, and we've read the book. We know how the story ends. I know how it's all going to turn out. The Bible is the only book that tells us how we got here, what we're to be doing while we're here, and where we're going when it's over, right? And, and that's so important for us to understand. The Bible tells us in Matthew 24, 12, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Jesus said, in the last days, lawlessness will abound. Now, we don't have to do much thinking to think, is our culture moving towards lawlessness? Are people more law-abiding or less law-abiding, right? Our world is in a sad state of lawlessness. Our hope is in the anticipation of a good ending. <laughs> we know how it's going to work out. The scriptures bring great hope. Romans 15, 4 says this, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope, right? God's word gives me great hope. And the more I read the Bible, the longer I'm a Christian, the more I see, oh, it is so true, right? Uh, that, that God's word is true, that, that we have hope. When your hope is in God, it changes the way you see things intellectually. When your hope is in God, it changes the way you feel about a situation emotionally. Jesus said in Matthew 19, with men this is impossible, with God all things are possible. See, when I come to a very difficult situation in life, I can admit I can't fix it, but I can say, you know what? I have faith and hope in God, and God can fix anything. God can do miracles, right? He can, he can do things. And even more importantly, he can change my attitude. He can change my heart. He can change my view. He can help me to forgive people. He can help me to love people that I don't want to love. And so faith and hope in God are planks of Christianity. He goes on to say in verse 13, <clears throat> and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So faith and hope, important planks, but he says the greatest of these is love. He's talking about agape love that we defined last week, but he defines it for us in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and he says it like this. Uh, agape love, or does God's love towards us, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head <laughs> like that. Woo. Love doesn't force itself on others. It isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle. It doesn't keep score of sins of others. I didn't like that one for a while, but I'm okay with it now. Uh, love doesn't revel when others grovel. It doesn't take pleasure. It, it takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. It puts up with everything. It trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. And so, you know, that, that's God's love for you, right? And the love that God wants to put in us towards each other. And, you know, someone asked Jesus, uh, what's the greatest commandment? We talked about that before in Mark 12. And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, and there is no other commandment greater than these. And so, you know, Jesus taught that the core of Christianity is love. The essence of Christianity is love. But 
you know, unfortunately, there are people who say they are Christians and they don't understand this agape love. And, and so uh, sometimes people believe that they're Christians, go to church, but they don't understand this agape love or what Jesus was talking about. Jesus said, like, loving people is to help them. And, and you know, as we think about being Christians, we talked about love last week, it, it's putting it into practice. Jesus said, go and do likewise, help people. And you never know what God has for you this week. Maybe God has someone who's going to come into your path this week who needs prayer. Maybe they just need someone to pray for. My wife prays for people <clears throat> all the time at grocery stores and on aisle eight at Target or whatever or uh, at, the, at the checkout, you know, and sometimes like, oh, all the people behind us are upset because my wife's praying for this lady and, uh, you know, and they're like, hurry up. You know, it's like the person who comes out there with cash, like, like, come on, use a card. Anyway, but, you know, praying for them. But here's the thing. God wants to use you to love people this week. Everyone in this room knows if I said to you, what's the most important commandment? You know, love God, whole heart, mind, soul, spirit, and love your neighbor yourself. But here's the question. And maybe you're even thinking right now, Pastor Bob, I've heard this before. Didn't we talk about love last week? Why are we talking about it again? Here's the question. How many people did you help this week expecting nothing in return? That's why we're talking about it again. Now, I don't want to have you raise your hands because <laughs> the few that did, they'll be like, woohoo! <laughs> and the rest of them are like, ah, <laughs> right? But here's the thing. God wants to use you to love people, to help people, as we talked about. People who don't deserve it. People who maybe aren't ever going to give you anything in return, right? Maybe God wants you to invite someone to church. Maybe, uh, you know, we have people in our church that someone just invited them casually and their whole family got saved and now they serve in our church in a variety of different ministries and I just love to hear their story. And, you know, when I talk to the people who invite them, like, oh, yeah, whatever, I invite them, no big deal. But maybe God wants to use you to help someone. You know, Jesus taught that loving your neighbor means helping people and serving people in any way you can. Now, it isn't just inviting them to church or, or helping them with their car or whatever it might be, uh, but it, it might be, you know, teaching Sunday school downstairs. It might be being a greeter or, you know, passing out bulletins or whatever it might be. But God wants to work through you in different ways in which you need to be open to. And sometimes we can think that we know how God's going to use us, but we can be wrong. You know, as a young Christian, I remember coming to church and hearing a message like this and think, okay, God, I love you, and I want to love my neighbor, and I want to help people. And God, I will do anything you want except. And I had a list. I had a mental list. I will not teach Bible study. I will not be a pastor. I will not go on mission trip. I mean, I had a list of things that I wouldn't do. And, and I thought that I was surrendered to God. But in reality, the very things that I said I wouldn't do were the things that God wanted me to do. Now, that is so weird. Why did I even make that list up? If I know what I knew now, then I would have not made a list and just pretended like, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, it, throughout the Bible, it tells us that love is an action. In James 1, he said to the Christians there in verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. See, if you come to church month after month after year after year and, and you hear stuff and you think, oh, I know a lot of stuff, therefore I'm spiritual, well, then you're missing what Jesus said to the lawyer, right? The important thing, it, it is important to hear the word of God. You need to come to church. That's important. We need to study the Bible together, worship together. So important. But more important than knowing it is putting it into practice, right? Jesus said, blessed are you if you do these things. The joy, the blessings come from doing it 
not just knowing it. And I don't want to be the person who considers myself spiritual based on what I know because I know a lot about the Bible. I study it for hours and hours and hours, you know, multiple days every week and year after year. But that doesn't mean that I'm spiritual just because I know a lot of stuff, right? I need to be loving people, putting it into practice, right? And so <clears throat> whenever I preach one of these sermons, then this week I'm like, okay, I'm going to find somebody and take them to lunch who I'm not going to get anything from them. And so, uh, you know, one year I said, hey, you want to go to lunch? I'll buy you lunch. And he's like, why are you buying me lunch? I'm like, well, I had a sermon this week about loving people, and so you're here, and I'm taking you, <laughs> right? So, uh, but Right? You need to make it a practice in your life to help people, right? And, and you might think, well, they don't deserve it. Well, that's what agape love is. Do any of us deserve Jesus dying on the cross for our sin? No. <clears throat> so I need to be reminded regularly. That's why it's so important to come to church. It's so easy to become a selfish, self-centered Christian where I only do things for myself and for people I'm going to get something from. But you really want to make it a practice in your life to help people that you get nothing in return from. And, and I remember as a youth pastor, I didn't have any kids or teenagers, and I thought, this is awesome. I'm going to help these people. I'm going to get nothing back from them but grief. <laughs> and so this is great. I'm showing my love for Jesus. <laughs> but God wants to use you to show his love towards people. In verse 13 when it says, Now abide in faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love, agape love. And, you know, we talked about it last week that agape love is a giving love. It's not a selfish love. It, it's a love that gives, expecting nothing in return. And, and that's what God wants to work in our lives, not just that you know about it. Because I'm sure half the people here today are going to say to yourself, well, I knew all that stuff that Pastor Bob said today. That's good. But here's the question. Are you doing it, right? Uh, here's what I'd say to you. You want to go to the next level in your spiritual growth? You're thinking, I need a new pastor. That's it. No, here's what you need to do. <laughs> Open your phone. Take out your notes, Right? save a tree, and you write down who I'm going to help that I'm getting nothing back from them. And you make a list. And then you just keep track of that, right? And, and when you get to 10 people, then come talk to me and say, Pastor Bob, I helped 10 people getting nothing back, right? I mean, that's what Jesus does for us. You know, he loves us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us, right? And so when you get to that place, where you're helping people, expecting nothing in return, well, then you're understanding agape love. That, that's what it's about. And, and, and do you think that the Levite or the priest was going to get anything from helping the guy who got mugged? No. It was going to cost them. What were they getting back? Nothing. Self-sacrificial love. That, that's the kind of love. And, and that's why it says the greatest of the. This is a pillar of Christianity, that we love people. Expect Now, Christianity has kind of evolved into, you know, this kind of weird thing in America, but... But really, that's what God wants to do in us, right, as a church, to love people, to invite people out to lunch, buy them lunch, invite them over, invite them to church, invite them to Christmas Eve, <coughs> whatever. Invite them on Saturday nights. Hey, look, I'll, I'll buy a, a you know, hamburger or hot dog. We have them free at church, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, right? But just to serve and to give. And here's the thing. It produces joy because it's how God made us. He wired you to love, right? And that's what... He, he wants us to do, and that's why <coughs> it's so important that we need to be reminded, and I need to be reminded, right? I need to be loving, right? Because it's so easy to be selfish and think that's okay, but really, God wants us to be giving, loving people, and so uh, the first step to that is having a personal relationship with Jesus, and if you've never accepted Jesus in your life, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. That destroys your life, sin, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you can pray and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and experience his forgiveness, his grace, 
and he begins to transform you from the inside out, and he begins to fill you with his, not only his forgiveness, but his agape love, and then he helps us to love others. So if you'd like to invite Jesus in your life, I want to give you an opportunity right now. So let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we do pray for all of us here this morning. Lord, that we want to be people who love our neighbor as ourselves according to your definition. Lord, we, we want to be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. And so we pray, Lord, that you stir our hearts. Help us, Lord, to look for opportunities this week to love people, to help people, to bless people who are in need. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you